Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin with your Market View. This is your very special edition of Market View. Ryan Huang is on leave today, so you have all of me for the next couple of minutes. We begin this morning with corporate earnings, a very familiar name, in fact. I bet some of our listeners are driving or riding in a vehicle that belongs to this company. I am talking about ComfortDelGro. Now, the transport operator reported earnings yesterday after the markets closed. And I have to say, the numbers are not very good. Comfort Delgro's profits fell nearly 60% in the first quarter of the year as compared with a year earlier. It netted about $33 million down from more than $76 million a year ago. Wow, from 76 to 33 million. Look at that. In part, the drop is due to a one-off gain from the sale of a property in London. That's okay. But the big problem appears to be that inflation is taking a big bite out of Comfort Delgro's earnings. Its revenue from the taxi division here in Singapore, as well as public transport services, is actually up. But the company is facing driver shortages and it has to pay higher wages. And then there are rising interest rates and volatile fuel prices too. All in all, the first quarter of this year, not a good one for Singapore's homegrown transport operator. Shares of the company are down 16% over the past year. All right, fun fact time. Want to guess how many vehicles ComfortDelGro owns? Before you answer that question, keep in mind, ComfortDelGro operates in six countries outside of Singapore. So they're also in Australia, New Zealand, China, the UK, Ireland, and Malaysia. Now, with that in mind, have you come up with a figure how many vehicles ComfortDelGro owns? We're talking buses, taxis, trains, more taxis. ComfortDelGro's fleet is 34,000 strong. All right, fun fact day. Next up, let's turn to the world of commodities where... Two big mergers aim to reshape the global marketplace. The first is a 19 billion US dollar deal that will create one of America's biggest providers of natural gas storage and transportation. This is the acquisition of a company called Magellan Midstream Partners by the pipeline operator Oniok. This growing shift to renewable energy sources is putting pressure on pipeline operators to merge, you see. Shares of Magellan surged 13% on news overnight. Shares of Oniok, though, dropped 9% overnight. It's an acquisition. It's not unusual for shares of the company being required, acquired rather to jump while the shares of the company that's spending money falls. In other deal-making waves, in the world of gold and copper... Is the acquisition of Newmont by Australian gold miner Newcrest Mining. I touched on this a little bit yesterday, if you remember. This is 18 billion US dollars. Okay, that's how much the deal is worth. It's one of the world's largest buyouts so far this year, and it will create the US's largest gold and copper producer. All right, that's the acquisition of Newmont by the Australian gold miner, Newcrest Mining. Another headline from the world of copper, this one from the London Metal Exchange. You remember how a couple of months ago, we found out that some 50 tons of nickel was being stored in a Rotterdam warehouse 
and that nickel, quote-unquote, was actually just bags of stone. Well, LME is tightening rules now to try to avoid future embarrassments like that one. They're going to install metal detectors and use magnets to make sure that the bags being stored in its warehouses contain what they're supposed to, not rocks. Good call. Two more commodities to discuss this morning. Coffee and platinum are two of my favorite things. So we're going to do this up or down style. Well, not. Uh, Let's start with coffee. I am a huge coffee drinker. I am one of those people joining the lines at Bacha Coffee. Love it. Uh, I don't know whether you take it black or with milk. I have mine with milk always. More importantly, have you noticed if coffee prices are going up or down? Well, I have some pretty bad news for you, coffee drinkers. The price of Robusta beans, which are used in instant coffees, espresso, a lot of supermarket blends, they've hit their highest levels in more than a dozen years. So that is an up for coffee prices, definitely a down for coffee drinkers. All right, I promised you two commodities this morning, right? So let's take a look at how platinum is doing. Are you a platinum card holder? Just kidding. We're looking at the shortage of platinum, which is used in catalytic converters for cars and trucks and buses. An industry association predicts that platinum demand will rise nearly 30% this year while supplies are sent to decline. So the price of platinum is up 15% over the past three months. It's currently trading a bit shy of 1,080 US dollars per ounce. That is definitely an up for platinum. Now, if you're interested in investing in platinum, there are several exchange-traded funds that you could consider. The Motley Fool highlights several platinum ETFs. The biggest is the iShares MSCI Global Metals and Mining Producers ETF. It invests in miners and has 1.5 billion US dollars worth of assets under management and its stock ticker is P-I-C-K. Yeah, it is indeed. Pick. P-I-C-K. I'm thinking gold mine rush shovels and picks. Now, another platinum, uh, popular platinum ETF is the Aberdeen Physical Platinum Shares ETF. This is an ETF that invests directly in platinum and its stock ticker is PPLT. All right, let's turn now from commodities over to Thailand and Turkey. Elections took place in both countries over the weekend. We talked about this on the show yesterday. Opposition forces appear to have won in Thailand, although it may be several weeks now until we know whether they are able to form a government. An opposition candidate in Turkey, meanwhile, has pushed President Recep Tayyip Erdogan into a runoff election. And the question is, really, what are markets doing in response? How are they reacting? Turkey's stock market fell more than 6% on Monday. The lira also came under pressure. Now let's switch gears. Let's move over closer to home. Let's swoop down on Thailand. The Thai baht advanced to its highest level In more than three weeks yesterday, it is trading at around 33.7 to the U.S. dollar. Thai equity suffered a bit of a sell-off yesterday, though. The SET fell more than 1% on a day when the rest of the region was largely in the green. So the SET index is the worst performer in Asia this year. All right, from Thailand, I'm going to 
Zoom up to the U.S. Stocks rallied overnight. The Nasdaq climbed two-thirds of a percent. The S&P 500 rose one-third of a percent, while the Dow finished in positive territory as well. Regional banking shares, companies like PacWest, Zions, Key Corp, they were amongst the biggest gainers. Concerns the U.S. government could be inching towards a default on its debts, as well as fears of a recession, still exerting quite a drag on the market, though. Tonight, investors are going to be focused on retail sales data. Several big retailers are going to be reporting earnings this week, including Home Depot, Target and Walmart. Consumer spending has been a major factor, keeping the U.S. economy chugging along despite rising interest rates. So we're going to have a look. Stay tuned to see whether retailers are still performing well. One other interesting note. Last week, we talked about how Apple's market capitalization is higher than that of most major stock markets, including the UK, France and Germany. Well, the iPhone maker has passed another milestone. It is now worth more than all of the companies listed on the Russell 2000 taken together. Apple has a market cap of 2.7 trillion US dollars. Its shares are up nearly 33% since the beginning of the year. All right, time for corporate news, up or down style, the solo edition. So you can play along at home with me. I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome, 9.15 on the clock right here in Market View. Let's look at Microsoft. So what do you think? Would you give the tech giant an up or a down? Well, two pieces of news related to the software giant caught my eye this morning. First, European regulators have approved its $69 billion US dollar takeover of the gaming company Activision Blizzard. And second, it's releasing a new Windows update that will make it easy for iPhone users to pair their phone to a PC, which means they'll be able to text, receive notifications, even answer calls from their computer. Now, this could be a blow for Apple, whose iPhone and Mac integration has been a popular selling point, and it could be, conversely, a great selling point for Microsoft. So that's two pieces of good news and an up in my books for Microsoft this morning. All right, next, let's look at Japanese stocks. We talked about Japan on the show yesterday. Uh, I wonder if Kelvin Wong joined me then. He said he's bullish on Japanese equities. And for good reason, after we spoke, the Nikkei hit an 18-month high on the back of strong earnings announcements. So that is an up for Japanese stocks, and you would have known that. If you tuned in yesterday in the morning, prescient moment. Love those. Now, what about Japanese banks, though? Well, the news is not so positive on this front. Japan's second and third largest lenders are reporting big drops in profits. Earnings at Sumitomo Mitsui Financial Group fell more than 50% in the first quarter of the year. Mitsuo Financial Group did even worse. Profits there fell more than 75%. That's a down for Japanese banks. ST Engineering is next on my list. The directors of ST Engineering should be smiling broadly this morning because profits there are up 13%. And finally, the Singapore-listed Filipino brandy maker Emperado. Emperado is reporting a 10% increase in first quarter profits. Cheers! That's definitely an up for Emperado. 
Let's check in on Singapore markets now. Why not? The Straits Times Index tested support once again at the 3200 level yesterday. It spent yesterday morning below that mark before rallying in the afternoon session. The SDI ended the day at 3214. That is up about 0.2%. Yang Zijiang Financial was the best performer among the SDI constituents. On the downside, investors sold off shares of Gunting Singapore. Gunting Singapore falling more than 7% yesterday. Today. In fact, it is down 12% over the past month. Investors appear to be cashing in following the strong performance over the past year. Our last word belongs to gamers, particularly if you're a Lord of the Rings fan. Have you ever wanted to venture into Middle Earth? You know, just wander into the times when there were hobbits and elves and wizards and dwarfs all around you. Well, Amazon is teaming up with a Swedish game developer, they're called Embracer, to develop a massive multiplayer online game based on the stories from J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogy. This is the second time Amazon has headed down this road. It's announced an online role-playing Lord of the Rings game, did that back in 2019, but then cancelled the effort in 2021. So let's hope that this effort turns out better. This is Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.